Game of Dad podcast, where two dads passion confess their love for all things video games, as well as explore our confusion about the current state of being black in America. Uh, I'm Brandon. I'm RJ. As you guys can see on the screen, if you're watching live, got a couple of things that we'd like to ask folks to do. A big one is seek first to understand and to be understood. Mm -hmm. If you have questions, feel free to shoot your questions at us. Like We'd love to have an engaging conversation. Go with the flow. Don't know what's going on, say you don't know. Brandon and I are not content experts either, and we will uh, admit when we don't know something. Just in general, like don't be a jerk about it. Like Let's, yeah, let's be easy with it. Uh, but that said, I'm going to change our scene just a little bit so uh, our cameras are bigger. You all can see us. Because after effectively one week, Brandon, one week mm -hmm. of talking about video games, yeah, here we are. Here we are, back in the fog of it all. Back at it again with the white vans, though. Back yeah. at it again. For sure. You know, I, I actually, uh, and we, we hadn't talked about this, but after the last uh, podcast where we didn't really talk about any uh, social injustice or, or or inequalities or racial issues. Uh, we strictly talked about video games. After that podcast, I thought, wow, like, did we do what we see on social media every day, which is just fold back, right back into uh, the everyday struggle? Yeah. Um, that's that's fair. And then I thought, but then I thought, you know, which kind of got me out of out of that little funk right there was that I think we we needed to go back to video games. We needed to have, um, you know, a, a conversation where it was just kind of very lighthearted because it's been so heavy. Yeah. Um, but you know, look at the world that we're in. We aren't really afforded to go more than a week. Hey, and Werewolf, thank you for stopping in, man. Uh, good, good catch on the Fall Guys. We are not playing Fall Guys. We are chatting tonight, baby. You're chatting. Yeah. I, and Brent, I think that's a, I think that's a good take. Like you, we can't we can't sit in it all day. Um, mm. I mean, there's there's always there's always something. Uh, it's just yeah. again, it's just it's another it's another flashpoint. It's another flashpoint, and I'm I'm disappointed, Brandon. Yeah, tell tell me more. Uh, just I, I I look at I look at people, man. I look at people, and I I would like to build bridges. You know, I think bridges need mm -hmm. to be built. I think I've talked understanding almost this whole time. That like the more conversations, the more understanding we have, the better things can be. But it seems like that's not like that's not the goal. It doesn't seem like people have a goal of understanding or unity. Like people want like the understanding need is like you need to understand me. Yeah. Like, you need to do what I tell you. You need to behave the way I say you should behave. And that's when we'll go, like, we'll go where I want to go. Like, there's no such thing, like, the concept of we is dead. Yeah. That's scary to me. Yeah. Disappointing. Yeah, I mean, and, I, I mean, I, I don't know if it's been dead for a while. Like, are we just now coming into this consciousness <laughs> where... Uh, I don't want to believe that. It's been dead, um... 
I mean, but then we have like such great examples of, you know, the civil rights, the women's rights, the, you know, uh, um, LGBTQ, you know, fight for rights. Uh, I mean, like we, we have all of these moments where it seems like we're coming together. Um, but even in those moments, there's just so much discourse and disagreement and, you know, taking sides. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. And that's in, in the, I've, I've, I've shared it. I don't know if I've shared it a lot on, on stream, but I've, I've gotten, I've, uh, my newfound Christianity, <laughs> uh, yeah. a lot of like, I've had a, like a few bad experiences. I think that's an understatement for me, but I've like walked away from, like I walked away from church and I've been back in church and been feeling very fulfilled and very energized. And that's sure. like, that's the scary thing for me. I'm looking, I'm looking at folks that should believe certain things that are okay yeah. with people being killed. And like I, I can understand, and maybe I'm splitting hairs here, but I, I'm I'm looking at people that have a book that they're supposed to be believing that mm-hmm. are quoting like judicial codes. It's like no, no, yeah. no. Like I I thought that we functioned with a different set of rules. Like I I thought the culture that we had, our behavior was not of this world. I thought we were above some of these trivial things. And it's it's disheartening to me to see the same folks that you know will, will preach a gospel and talk about the lifestyle that you should live be so blatantly hateful, mm-hmm. but then so like ignorant to their own hate. Yeah, it's scary to me. <laughs> it's and I, I I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I, I think a lot about, uh, you know, like maybe not like early Christianity, but but maybe immer- early like imperialist Christianity, where like they were trying to just convert people over. Right. It was a, a numbers um, game. Yeah, I mean, and and I think you know, I think this is just really the result of that is that, like, their versions of like converting or their methods of converting weren't like you know, hey, like, this is the way, like, this is, let's talk about it. Let me show you. Right. This is, let me force you to uh, accept, right. you know, th- this way. And so now I think we're at the point where it, it really is, like, us versus them. Like, if you don't accept our way, right. then. And, I, and I, I think to expand on that, I think we're, I don't, I don't know. I was going to say, I think we're back to that. Like, I don't know if it yeah. ever, if we left it, I don't know for sure. But I mm-hmm. feel like we're we're back there again where it's not even, you know, let's follow the scripture. It's, yeah. I think this, and I am a Christian, therefore, Christians should do this. Like, what's yeah. the, what's the, is the word exogenic? I think that's the word. Where, like, folks are just finding what they want the book to say and using it to, like, they're using themselves as the baseline. And I just, I it was a conversation I threw up online the other day where it's like, you know, if you if you believe that all lives matter, if that's truly your rebuttal and you really believe that, you can't follow that statement up with any sort of but. Right. Like you, you just, you can't, you can't do it. Like if all lives matter, then all lives matter. Period. End of story. You can't then justify yeah. it. You know, it's like I see way too many people out there saying, well, what about this kid that died? Or what about abortions? Or what about the, both and. Okay, like both and I don't know if people remember that 
terrible Sylvester Stallone movie, but Judge Dredd, like that's, I feel like that's mm-hmm. where we're at right now. Mm. Where the people are okay with the police being judge, jury, and executioner on the street. Yeah. I'm not, I, 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 I don't get down with that. All cops are bastards. Stuff. Like, I don't get down with that. Like, I don't think that's, tr- <laughs> I don't think that's true. And I think that's like, that's divisive as well. I'm not saying any police should get killed. Like, what now? Like, stop justifying stuff after the fact. Oh, man, he was a bad dude. Okay, well, according to my book, bad people don't get murdered either. For sure. <laughs> bad, man. And, like, and like, does, just, you know, just because he was a bad person, just because he smoked weed once, or just because he, you know, he sold drugs, you know, when he was 15. Like, does that justify him dying when he's 32 or 28 or 45 or, like, any, like, it, it's just crazy. I think, you know, especially in the media, we see that, like, these things pop up as, like, justifications for, like, their murder where, where like, that stuff had, like, no right. uh, role in, like, why they ended up in that situation as well as why they ended up dead. Yeah. But, Brenda, I, I thought about um, I thought about typing it up, but I figured I'd just say it on the stream. We'll say it live. Maybe we'll clip it later. Sure. But I think a lot of people can't connect with, and I, I'll project a little bit. I think you and I have similar feelings. <laughs> sure. But I think folks can't identify with it because it's not real. And yeah. for the folks that listen to the podcast, for the people that are friends with us on Facebook or watch on YouTube, whatever, it's it's some it's Brennan. There's something I'd like to share. I'd like to share in case we got folks out there that quietly disagree. Like, because our laws are interesting. Your boy RJ got a reckless driving speeding ticket for doing like 92 miles an hour in a 65 mile an hour zone. In Virginia, mm-hmm. anything over 90 is considered a misdemeanor. Mm-hmm. I've been convicted of a misdemeanor. I spent five days in jail for speeding. Right? I've stolen things. I've assaulted people. I've tried drugs in my past. If I were to question a police officer, for the folks that think that they know me, how what would you think? Would you think I deserve to die because I like I'm I'm I have a misdemeanor on my criminal record? Like I wonder I wonder how you feel about that. Yeah. I'm not saying that me, my reckless driving ticket is the same as having a warrant out for rape, which is the accusation out right now for Mr. Blake. But come on now, like let's be, let's take it to its logical endpoint. Let's say I had been drinking, like the guy at the Wendy's in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Is that justification? Or would you feel differently because you know me? Because like you've heard my voice before. Like my like my life being gone would mean something to impact you in some way, shape, or form. Right. Like I think this is where people need to like take a step back and understand that a life is a life. And if we all admit it, I doubt that any of us really wants to be remembered by the worst decisions we've ever made in our lives. For sure. And if we're all being honest, even the worst people in the world don't get their name dragged through the dirt during their eulogy. And so, like, like take it, like take it easy. We're 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 casting a lot of stones right now, while simultaneously right. like propping up this Rittenhouse kid who killed three people. Yeah, like when it's a when it's a 
a school shooter and it's that kid that was getting bullied or his parents weren't nice to him. We find all sorts of ways to frame that conversation around mental health and to justify and rationalize and minimize the behavior. He's a lone wolf and it's not indicative of a bigger problem. It, but it is. But like let a black dude get shot and we'll run his name through the mud so that we can justify it and feel good about his life being taken. Mm-hmm. Like I don't see, like let it, let it be a non-white person, right? Like Boston Marathon guy, right? Yeah. We hate him. Sandy Hook? Anybody hate him? Does anybody hate Dylan Roof? We won't even talk about Dylan Roof. Like he murdered people in cold blood, premeditated. At the prank with him. And was apprehended alive. And then taken to Burger King. And needed a whopper. Two for five dollars. We're not sponsored. <laughs> I'm sorry. But you know I gotta I gotta be stupid every now and again. But like it, it's just it's it's wild to me, Brandon. It's yeah. wild to me. Like it, it doesn't I don't I don't care what somebody's history is. That's why we have for a sure. judicial system. It doesn't matter that he had a knife in the car. What is interesting to me is that that's the municipality that decided that they didn't want to have body cameras because they were too expensive. But once their civilians started to freak out, they already had all of the equipment that they needed to fill an uprising. Like they already had, they, 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 couldn't, they couldn't put protections in place, body cameras on their police officers, but they had armored vehicles and riot gear in Kenosha, Wisconsin. They were just sitting on it. But they couldn't put preventative measures in place on their police every day. Priorities. And then folks wonder why defund the police is trending. Yeah. Go ahead, Werewolf. Werewolf said he got a question. Is there a premeditated black serial killer? Uh... I, I I don't know werewolf. I mean, I, I would have to do some googling to. I I would have to assume yes. Um, I, I mean, mean, well, the DC sniper. Yes. He I think eventually came out, and we realized that he was black. So that that could be possibly. I mean, his was one. his was random. It wasn't specifically targeted. So that would be more akin to some of these school shootings. Uh, there was I can't remember the guy's name off the top of my head, but the military guy in California. Uh yeah. Like that was targeted against police. Yeah. But but again, like like when that when that guy got caught, we didn't go through all of the good things in his life and rationalize it. It was like, yo, this dude is crazy. Right, right. It's just it's. But you know, it's I, wild. I, I thought that that you brought up a good point about you know, you know, people making these judgments and uh, I I think that you know, for a lot of social media, we're able to cast out judgments out without fear of any judgment being you know, put back on us. Uh, and so like, even, even in like, you know, outside of social media, just in the media in general, I, I think that like people are so open or so unafraid that like there'll be any challenges to them that they just say what they want in consequences. be damned. Uh, unfortunately, Right. Right. And unfortunately, like you do get someone, a, a dead person's name dragged through the mud, but innocent person yeah because there's there is no fear of, of, of like repercussion or or really anything it's i you know i said it i believe it and so be it but that then it also takes me to another thought of just how desensitized we are to you know people dying yeah and so i, I was 
I was uh, having a conversation in a therapy session earlier this week, and the person that I was talking with was telling me that they were trying hard to not feel desensitized, but but by feeling like some of their emotions, uh, it made it real for them, as well as uh, it became a burden and it became exhausting to think about yeah. it. So how how can we find that middle ground of like I care so much about this, but then the weight of it all just drains me. Yeah. And I found myself thinking a lot about that. While I didn't come up with an answer, <laughs> you know, I'm still I'm still wrestling with it. Yeah. I think I think that's the constant struggle of, of just being black is that you a part of you want to be desensitized so that you don't spend all your time thinking about it, but then the other part is that. It's so in your face, it's so every day yeah. that it's kind of hard to uh, just exist. It's difficult. And, and Werewolf brings up an interesting point that when we look at like some of our serial killers, they're romanticized, right? You know, you, you like it's it's really it's really interesting how we romanticize some killers, and then we're able to demonize Trayvon Martin. Right. Like it's 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 really in, like Trayvon Martin didn't kill anybody. Yeah. It's and I I think as, every time I get ready to say something that I feel like it's borderline reckless, I feel like I put the caveat that we do a pretty good job of like being apolitical. But this yeah. this is this is what happens when your leader is like behaving like a dictator and telling people yeah. that. You know, we might need to take it into our own hands. And when looting starts, the shooting starts. And this is what Joe Biden's America is going to look like. And if you wanted to look up gaslighting in the dictionary, like this is it right now. Like this is yeah. gaslighting right now. Because when things were happening and Barack Obama was president, uh, Donald Trump blamed all of those things on Barack Obama. He's the leader. The buck stops with him. It's currently 2020. We're in a re-election cycle. There are things going on in our country, and none of them are Donald Trump's fault. They're all Joe Biden's yeah. fault. And somehow right. if Joe Biden is elected. It's, it's almost as though these speeches that are going on right now at the national convention, the speeches would make more sense if Joe Biden were currently president. Yeah. Like, hey, look at this guy. He's the leader. If you vote for me, these things will stop. But I feel like people's heads are so... Like we're so fogged up that people don't realize that the guy that like this stuff is happening and this guy's in charge. Yeah. So what what is he going to do differently that he already does not have the capacity to do to make it better? Like it feel like too far down the road, but it feels like like an ethnic cleansing type thing. Like it's almost the cusp of a a, a civil war. <laughs> yeah. I know that's too far and it probably won't happen, but if we like continue to have vigilante action that seems to be state sanctioned. Mm-hmm. I mean, but what's crazy is that the, the vigilantes say, are actually the police. Right. Yeah. And, and I mean, and that, I think that I do, that's a wild point. When you look at the, you, if you look at the spectrum, the, the police are, are behaving like vigilantes. And so the vigilantes, yeah. vigilantes are more extreme than that. Right. 
I, right. I, I don't I don't I don't know rules of engagement, Brandon. I'm not in the military, and I probably don't have the stones to do it. But I've talked to a few people that are in the military, and they've explained to me the rules of engagement. And it seems like it is easier to fire upon a citizen of the United States of America than it is to fire upon somebody on international. Yeah. But then, you know, it, it takes me to, again, back to priorities. What do we prioritize as a country, as, as citizens, as, as a, um, a group of people, um, as a system, um, as well as what is meaningful? Yeah. And so uh, I think it's, we, can, we can pretty uh, confidently say that black lives just aren't meaningful. Like... Unless, unless it's entertainment. Um, yeah. We, we, unless it's entertainment. You're, you're like, it seems like for most people, black lives matter when they are consumable or when they create a consumable commodity. Yeah. When we're selling them something. When we're giving them something. But on, on, a, day, when we're showing, on a day-to-day, black lives matter when we need our hair done. Black lives matter when those retail spaces need to open back up again. Right. But... Black lives don't matter enough to have your empathy. And you can disagree with somebody and still show empathy. Like I, sure. I think that's a really tough point for some folks to realize. We can disagree, but you can see my heart. You can see when somebody's hurting. And you can like, you can empathize with somebody without being 100% with them. It's just... Brandon, I feel like... Star Wars is in our wheelhouse. <laughs> yeah. And a long time ago, a galaxy far, far away, Anakin Skywalker got it right. Like he said it, like you're either with me or you're against me. And that's where we're at. Yeah. Like that 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 is where I'm sorry, my words correctly. That is where we are in sentences with prepositions. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Like no, nobody in Kenosha deserved to die. No, and like my, there was there was no need for arms. Like there was there was no need for like guns. And I don't and I don't and like, I don't care what the story is after the fact that there was a knife in the car. Okay, so you unload in somebody's back because there was a knife present. That's that's wild. That's wild. And I like I, I I think I said to Brandon offline. Like I'm I'm even at the point. And maybe this is my, like, me being desensitized. I don't even care that he was black anymore. Like, I don't want anyone to get shot by the police. Period. Yeah. End of story. Statistics, okay. Like, I'm, like, we could look at, like, it is disproportionate, the number of black folks. You can disagree. Whatever. Okay, if you disagree, cool. Let's take that stat and put it down. People shouldn't be getting killed by the police. Can we just start there? Let's, let's, let's do your all lives matter. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. People should get shot by the police. But what's crazy is that even when we fall down that rabbit hole of all lives matter, like we can use the argument of like we can use their arguments against. Absolutely. Because it's not a real argument. Exactly. Exactly. It's just defensiveness. Because in my experience, this is it. In my experience, the same folks that will say all lives matter will say blue lives matter. Mm hmm. And blue lives aren't lives. It's a job. Like, you can quit it. 
Blue lives won't will no longer exist. It'll be back to white lives, black lives. I'm just saying, man. Like, there's other lives too. We, but it's like I said. It's it, if you can say blue lives matter, then you're admitting that it's the black part that bothers you, right? And I'm I'm more disappointed in the people that be act like they believe what I believe. Mm-hmm. And they don't understand that your Bible, again, I'm not trying to proselytize to y'all on stream tonight, but like your Bible says that the person that you believe to be your savior would leave the 99 to go save the one. Mm-hmm. That's what your book says. I don't care if it's King James new international version or you got some mm-hmm. upside down backwards platoon manga version of it. Like Jesus will leave the 99 to get the one. And right now, the one is struggling for sure. For sure. And like all, all lives matter to me coming for out of a Christian mouth says, leave that one behind the 99 are good. Right. If you're going to say that, then you don't, you don't actually believe what you say you believe. Just saying. Yeah. And that, it, it, what's crazy is that I, I think, you know, we get to start challenging like what people leave believe and why they believe it. I think we we would find that a lot of people don't know what they believe. They can just uh regurgitate, you know, information. They're talking for nothing that they've actually synthesized and internalized. Meaning exactly. Exactly. And so i think anytime that happens, you find behavior that isn't congruent with the words that are coming out of their mouth. And this is this is where where we are. All lives matter. Except, <laughs> except, werewolf. All lives matter, but werewolf's talking about. He, he had a knife. Werewolf's talking about uh, like natives, like red lives, and I was on this. So you go, know, you go on Reddit, and you see somebody screenshot something from Twitter, and you're like, I don't know if that's real. I had to double check because that seems so egregious. But Stephen Crowder, probably not, you know, the best person to try to quote here, like super conservative mm-hmm. guy. But he uh, he mm-hmm. tweeted, "If you are like if you are committing any crime, you are no longer peaceful." That is like that that is a wild interpretation of the law. Yeah. And 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 the the undercurrent, the reading between the lines. If you're not peaceful, then you 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 might get shot, and I'm okay with it. Like, bro, like. I just, Brandon, you know what today is. Today is mm. today is the day that the I Have a Dream speech was given. Ah, uh, yes, the Million Man March, like the march, which is why I saw so many beautiful people in D.C. earlier. Oh yeah, I got descended on. Yeah, which is like it's it's like you you so what, like effectively, what is getting support from like conservatives online is an ideology that the entirety of the civil rights movement was not peaceful because it wasn't legal. Right. Exists within these borders or you might be killed and it would be justified. That's a police state. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. That's Gestapo. Yeah. But what's crazy is that 
the like the people that are saying that aren't giving up anything. Like like none of these issues are affecting them. So of course they're thinking that you know if, if you are committing a crime, you're the problem. But they think it. You know, but they their, think it does. They think it does. Their crimes don't like probably aren't investigated. Like they they don't get when they do get investigated, they don't go to jail. Like. And so, you know, they, they're getting away with no consequences, no problems. But then they see, like, you know, all of, like, you know, the war on drugs or, uh, you know, prote- peaceful protesting. People getting locked up for peaceful protesting. Yeah. It's national and, and now you, you're a criminal because you, you were doing your, your diligence as a uh, citizen of this country. Like, this is what we're supposed to do when there's unrest because this is what... Our ancestors and the forefathers of this country. This is what they did. The country was founded on it. it was, like, like we're doing exactly what what we were told to do when we are in the face of uh, injustice. And 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 again, what what form of protest would you like to see? We've already gone through this. They don't know. Like you want peaceful protest. Like can we march? Nope. Can we do sit-ins? Nope. Can we petition? Nope. Uh, can we uh, take guns to the courthouse? You can barely vote because of voter suppression. I mean, <laughs> so like let's let's the, let's, the let's criminalize is, behaviors and then take take away the right to vote to certain people. Right. So then the problem isn't that it's protesting; it's who's protesting and what we're protesting for. Yeah, we go back to the systematic oppression that happens in this country. Because we're we're in a state that allows these vigilantes in these blue uniforms to, uh, yeah, oppress us through these yeah. laws that are not in favor of us, as well as just a, another system, the economic system that isn't set up for us to succeed. Shoot, and I mean, world was talking about like at least at least <laughs> these natives have like sovereign land. Yeah. But even that's not sovereign once the United States wants to run a pipeline through it. Exactly. <laughs> like, ugh. I guess, I don't know, man. It's it's like we don't even understand our own, like, our own story. Like, I, I, was, yeah. I was talking to one of my coworkers the other day. I said to him, like, what I find interesting, that in my limited knowledge of NASCAR, which I'm not aware mm-hmm. of, Sure. Like, kind of the history of NASCAR is like anti-authority, mm-hmm. like running alcohol, running from the police. Now you uh, is that the origin of NASCAR? In a very rudimentary way, like that's where like some of these like dirt track racing like kind of originated. Ah, uh, right on. I did see Dale Earnhardt. Uh, he has a series series about like the early racing days and the, the early tracks. Uh, I'm not a big enough fan yeah. of NASCAR. Again, I, again, we're not content experts. I don't know is always an appropriate <laughs> answer. But like, I, I like I look at some of that and it's like, like do, oh, all right, guys, do we, do we understand how we came out the other side of prohibition? Yeah. Like, do we understand that like disobedience? is as American as apple pie. Right. But it seems like it's as American as apple pie when you do it, which reinforces the belief of other people that all men are created equal. 
didn't apply to all men. Which is just a factual statement. Don't even have to disagree about that. We don't need to fall into it. It is a factual statement that when that statement was written, it did not apply to all men. And we're just talking about men. We're not even talking about women yet. (laughs) We didn't even get to them. Like, factually, it did not apply to all men. Like, we don't need to talk about Dred Scott, where it was, like, reaffirmed that that's not what it meant. Right. And we are, and we are, that was 1963 that the, that the, I have a dream speech was given during the March on Washington. Uh And what is that? Like, we're like, we're a generation from that, two generations from that. Yeah. Like we could too. Yeah. Brandon, I know this would, this would probably kill any sort of, uh, uh, entertainment value. But I think we could we could read the I Have a Dream speech right now. Mm-hmm. And I think it would be eerie. How uh, it matches with everything that's going on today. Yes. I think that From, speech could be uh, given. From equality to equality in jobs uh, with, with a touch of women, right? Yeah. I think it could be read word for almost. Some of it could, could probably adjust it, but almost word for word right now. And it would it would still apply. My man Werewolf said, "You think y'all couldn't just all move to Montana and take over the state?" <laughs> ah, man, we ain't running. Get out of here. No, but that that does, you know, take me to an interesting thought of if that if something like that was to happen, like we had like a a, 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 great, a black migration, a great migration, to, a great migration to uh, let's just say Idaho. Hmm. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, Idaho. We uh, just a swarm of, of black moved to Idaho. What do you think the government would do to like? How would they no, try no. to stop it? How, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think my question really would be: What would they not do? What do you think they would not do to suppress that? No, you would have to. You have to go somewhere that doesn't have nat, uh, natural disasters. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of hard to escape in the in the states, though. FEMA would be like, uh, "We don't know about those." <laughs> yeah, you need to stop bumping well, into my dad. Know, yeah, everybody in 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 New Orleans just say, make a, a migration north. Everyone in uh, Atlanta, we we turn we we move the entire black population out of Atlanta, the entire black population out of the DMV. Yeah, and we just all decide to move to and again I, Idaho. Wow, wow, that sounds like a good idea to me, potentially. The concern that I have, and again, this is my own stereotype, but like a lot of people of color are in high-density urban environments and and don't have like self-sustaining like ideologies. Like there's like, like we we are consumers, bro. Like we will drop 300 bones on a like pair of J's. Yeah. Like I, I, we are not the suppliers for sure. Yeah, so I, like I think that could I think that could be difficult, and I I wonder who would go. I wonder what type of environment. Like I would be intrigued by what type of environment that would lead way to. For sure, and and that's interesting that your brain goes there because my brain goes to what policies would would the you know the current governors and leaders of, of Idaho do to prevent that from happening? You know the oh, like uh, like housing, the businesses, yeah. 
yeah, the yeah, the realtors and you know all of the power players in Idaho. What would they do to prevent that from happening? A man said, Relic said, suddenly for inexplicable reasons, Idaho only has two electoral points. <laughs> yeah, and there it is. Thank you, Relic. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it'd be, I mean, it'd be weird stuff like that, and and it again, like. Dr. King's speech talked about, like, you can't do it alone. You have to have unity. Like, blacks and whites have to do it together. And, like, MLK birthday, everybody's like, Dr. King wouldn't want you to be acting like this. And it's like, yo, cuz got shot. Like, he got murdered. United States yeah. government was on him trying to tear it apart. Like, so don't sure. don't tell me a peaceful protest is the way to go. Because uh, he was an enemy of the state. Like, right. Like Martin Luther King, the man that that's loved in was an enemy of the state. Yeah, and don't and don't and don't tell me athletes need to shut up and dribble if you cheered for Muhammad Ali lighting a flame for the Olympics. Like don't no no don't don't start showing me pictures of the black fit like the black power fist at the Olympics and then forget that they got stripped of their medals when they got home. I feel like just people aren't people aren't down with it all the way. They know just enough to try to like tell people to stop, but they don't know enough to actually make like get moving themselves. Wild to me. Wild to me. What's in my, what's in Montana? Where man? Yeah, I don't even know what's in. Montana. For sure, for sure. I mean. And so I just and I I told I told my wife the other day because the NBA players walked out, yeah. and a whole bunch of people that had already been complaining about them having Black Lives Matter on their jerseys and on the court. Somehow those folks are upset now. I was like, wait a minute, I thought y'all weren't even watching the league right now. Like I thought I thought y'all weren't watching, but whatever. <laughs> there's a part of me that's like, like I get it. People got to work. Like there's guys that still like. Not everybody's a millionaire. Yeah. But I, I mean, I can't speak on somebody else's money and tell them how to spend it. But I'm like, yo, LeBron's got enough money for his grandkids. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, like if if he if he's really about that life, part of me is like, yo, you could you could walk, LeBron. Like the whole league doesn't need to stop. Like you could yeah. individually walk. That would make a difference. I, but I think it, it does say something about the unison and the unity that exists in the NBA that doesn't exist in other sports right as well as how how impactful it is that teams like and this is like you know black guys white guys you know asian guys like people like all nationalities as as solidarity decided to walk away like i think that that's something it's something to be said about that i agree (laughs) i I wish i mean there's no way we would ever know but it's so interesting to me that they came back so fast yeah like that that's where I look at it and it's like uh All right. It was it it, it was a, a good a, moment boys. Good moment. A, 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 yeah, yeah, a moment not a message or maybe a message but not a uh statement. I don't know. It's it's something but not something else. Dude, did in speaking of sports, uh the Chicago Bears have disowned Brian Erlicker. <laughs> We're dropping all sorts of news out there right now. Brian Erlicker threw oh. he threw something reckless out <laughs> online. Saying oh, no. Brett Favre played like the day or the day after his dad died, and like mm-hmm. you know you want to talk about adversity, and these and these basketball players don't want to play after some rapist gets shot by the police. It's like, whoa, Brian, 
like all right man yeah. cool well you just showed us where you're where you're at yeah for sure like, you showed us where you're at <laughs> social media really tells you who people truly are like that is wild yeah like bro all right like, they, you really bring your true self out on social media like, tell us how you really feel brian Urlacher. exactly exactly I mean, because honestly, he would have been best typing that into his drafts and then just, just cutting just the delete, Just deleting it. Just... Yeah. They were like, did you want to leave this page? Yes. <laughs> and, you know, anytime I have a reckless, like, tweet or Facebook post or Instagram, really anything, yeah. I type it, and then I put it in my drafts, and then I still let it sit there, and then maybe an hour or two, maybe the next day, I delete it. It's something about just getting those thoughts out Cathartic, yeah. that – lethargic and like i'm just able to continue on without my day without someone blasting me to my employer putting you putting the stick in the spokes of your own bike don't have to hit sin like i I feel like people i feel like people have to i feel like they brett i think that's it that's it right the people need to hear that you don't have no one cares you don't have to hit sin like what is the meaning what is this that uh jurassic park meme like Hey everybody! This guy said he's not watching the NBA anymore. Do you know one cares? Like, like you're not going to do anything productive. For sure, you're not going to get anything productive from that. Like, you know, no one cared when you were trying to decide if you should get Chipotle for lunch. Like, no one cared no one about really that. Cares. Bitter game, but you don't have to. Bitter gamer dads are going live. Nobody cares. Honestly, <laughs> like in the grand scheme of the world. <laughs> People gotta, no one cares. People gotta go, man. Can't shut up. Like, uh, it, it's it's okay to just you know tweet it to your drafts. All right. Look like werewolves trying to have people move in with him. <laughs> Always got a basement ready. All right. Yeah. He's cooking. With werewolves cooking. We we going. <laughs> man, but it, yeah. it's just it's. I I just don't. I'm scared for what this country looks like post-November. Like, if we survive yeah. whatever this asteroid is. Yeah. You said the asteroid? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, at this point, like, what do we got to lose if it hits? Yeah, bring it, I mean, bring, bring it on. <laughs> bring it on, asteroid. We'll give you COVID, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Then the asteroid gonna go back to all those asteroid friends and uh, give them COVID. Man, they got me sick, bro. I should have had my mask. <laughs> I should have never went there. Is what he's gonna say. That planet's dirty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. Should have landed on the moon. Y'all, man, Justin in here in chat. Justin said you look like Frederick Douglass. <laughs> hey man, hey, he's man. putting in work. He's putting in work. Yeah. He just he's got the part in the middle though from the headphones. Not on the side. Not ah, sure. on the side. That's as good to see yeah. you, man. Good to see you, <sighs> man. I just I don't I don't. And like Brandon, I've gotten I've gotten to the point. I think for a couple of years, and this is sad, man. But like for mm-hmm. a couple of years, I didn't watch the videos of people. Yeah, and now I'm at the point where I have to. Like I feel like I have to. I feel like I have an op because people are so reckless out there. I have to have looked at it. I have to have firsthand knowledge to engage somebody in conversation about it. Yeah. 
And like that's, I, I feel like that's part of the weight too. Like I don't want to watch somebody die. No. It, it, it isn't as cool as watching it in a movie or like playing it in a video game. Like knowing that this is real. Like knowing that someone lost their life just it it isn't entertainment for me. Like I don't I don't want to see it, which is why I I I've yet to see this video, um, either of these two videos. I like the the, the and I I, I watched that one too, man. I just I, and relic relic said, should we all watch it? I I want to say no. I want to say no, but like so many people out there are able to supplant reality with whatever they wanted yeah. to see that I feel like I, I can't engage in meaningful conversations with people if like I haven't. And that, I mean that, and that's me. Yeah. The, the, the fight for me is to not become desensitized to it by watching. Right. And to still right. be vulnerable in that moment. And like, it hurts to watch that. Like it really hurts to watch that. But I like, I can't, man. but Brandon, I like, like I, I'm concerned for that kid. Like, how do you kill three people, drive home, and go to bed? Yeah. Like, bro, at at seven at seventeen, at seventeen, like I was scared of some like very meaningless crap. Like, at at seventeen, I was at a boarding school in Maine, like <laughs> afraid of, of whether or not I was gonna like get my scholarship for the next year. Like, was I gonna was I gonna be team captain of the JV lacrosse team? Like. You're, and you're, right. Brandon, you're a therapist. Like, I don't understand what sort of dissociation you have to have to take the life of three people and then drive home and go to bed. Yeah. Like, I feel like I would be shook if I took somebody's life. But living means something to you. And so, like, how you process and how you think about it, I think that uh, empowers you, empowers your decisions. And so... Like you know, I, and I don't, I don't know. Like I can't do no psychoanalysis on this kid because I have no facts, information. Facts. When Were- Werewolf said, Werewolf just said he, he saw a guy die two days ago. He ran over, helped comfort him, but he was dead before the ambulance showed up. Like that's gotta hurt, no. man. Like I'm sorry to hear that. Like I don't yeah. think that's something that'll like ever really go away. No, no, it doesn't. I mean, but you know, we got to think at like 17. I mean, like like the the the. the development in your brain it like you you aren't it isn't fully formed and then like whatever process like whatever narrative he's been like feeding himself or whatever um you know information that he's been receiving is is certainly dictating some of that behavior and so he it may not have meant anything to him that three people died maybe he thought he was right yeah i mean if he was on the side of justice then he was doing you know god's work or he was you know, siding with the police, like he was protecting people. That's scary. Like to to me, so, me that's like, so that to me that is so so scary because then you have a yeah. guy like Philando Castile, who has like legally has his gun, announces it mm-hmm. to the police officer, is following instructions, and gets murdered in his car. Yeah, but somehow we can like do mental gymnastics to rationalize why it was okay for him to die inside of his own car, complying. And this guy can shoot three people, walk down the street towards police officers with a gun on him, and nothing happened. I'm not saying kid needed to be shot at all, but like nothing happened. 
Yeah. And, and they went and picked him up the next day. Like he turned himself in the next day. And I, like I hate I hate to race bait right now, but for any any person of color out there that wants to argue that what that kid did was right, I don't see any version of events where a black person does the exact same thing as an assault rifle slown over their body. They walk towards police after curfew in the middle of the night while the police are in riot gear and in armored cars and the police just wave them through no issue. Right. I know people don't like to deal in hypotheticals, but I don't see a black person getting away with that. No, as well as having, you know, a couple of people, it's probably more than a couple, uh, but a, a mass of people screaming, Shot he shot people. Right. Get him. Stop him. And and to to me it feels, I again judge and jury. I'm nobody, but like to drive across state lines to drive hours to do that and then drive hours home. Yeah. That's tough, man. Yeah. That's tough. For sure. Man, it will be hard pressed to see how uh, this uh, this case with, with this kid goes. Well, like what, what narrative? See. You know, his defense will come up with and. Brian, here, here's here's one of my weird points. You know, I'm I'm good for one of these pretty much every every time we hit record, every time we go live. Mm-hmm. I find it interesting that the narrative around this guy was self defense. Like somebody, yeah. the first story was somebody threw a Molotov cocktail at him, but it seems like the reality of it is now is that somebody threw like a plastic bag at him or something like that. Sure. Let's assume it was self-defense, right? Let's say he was mm-hmm. defending himself when he shot the first person. Picture going around online is that somebody was trying to assault him with a skateboard. That's, skateboard, that's yeah. why he shot the second person. Okay, let's, let's say all of that is self-defense, right? He got arrested. Mm-hmm. Like let's mm-hmm. again. I like I like to do this. Let's assume everything that everybody's saying on the conservative side is true. He got arrested the next day. He turned himself in for killing three people, and he was justified. That's what. That's the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why does the police still have his job then? Right. Like it again. The, like th- those are the rights that we afford the police. That the police's story would be, I was defending myself, like blah 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 blah, and they would just keep their job. Like this kid's gonna go to court. Job then? Why did the police still have that job then? Job then? I guess it. Like to me, it's interesting. Like why? All right. Like if if we're saying it's okay, then that kid should have walked yep. free, right? Same as the police. Right. I don't actually believe that. No, but we know that depending on the uh, the narrative that that you know the media wants to spin and who they want to protect, yeah, people will get off. Yeah, let's and you know we'll show we'll get, show a picture get, of this kid washing graffiti off the wall. Exactly. Exactly. Like you know, he was doing a service. Like he was there cleaning up. You know, the all of the looting and. You know, the building smashing. He drove all the way from Illinois. He drove all the way from Illinois to protect other people's property. Wait, what? 
You, and then that's the narrative. Your property is more important than people's lives. Yeah. Black, white, doesn't matter. It's more important. And this goes back to, you know, while we're certainly talking about race issues, this is a class issue. We're like we're we're dealing in a with a class war. That is just quietly going on, un, uh, you know, under the radar. Yeah. Yeah. And Relic, you're right. That is, that is the narrative that's out there. The police saw them, like, thanked them for being there, gave them water. Like, thanks for being out here, guys. Yeah. And you feel like you're endorsed by the state, man. Indeed. You're emboldened to continue to behave and act the way that the narrative says that you should. Yeah. And right now, the president, the most powerful person in the world, is beating it, man. Right, running a it's running true. a running a campaign event from the White House lawn. Illegal, right? Like completely illegal. What is is it called? Is it the? I think it's the Hatch Law or the Hatch Act. I just I had to fact check myself. The Hatch Act. Werewolf, I didn't put quotations, but of course I know that he's not the most powerful person in the world. Most powerful person in the world is a Dos Equis guy. Everybody knows that. Stay thirsty, yeah. man. Nah, it's and what's there was a there was a quote from somebody affiliated with the camp, the Trump campaign, effectively effectively admitting that what they had done and have been doing is a violation of the Hatch Act, but dismissed mm-hmm. dismissed it by saying. Nobody outside of D.C. cares about that. Yeah. So our president can dismiss laws when he feels like those laws don't apply and are unjust. But the people cannot. Right. Welcome to the future. Welcome to the future. I'm not Jerry Falwell. I don't have black water. This is just right. (laughs) Rest in peace, uh, Jerry Falwell's presidency at Liberty University. Mm. Uh, yeah, we're alive, so I don't. I won't say what I typically say when I hear the Falwell name. <laughs> hey, man, hypocrisy catches up with you. Yeah, catches up with you. Indeed. If only it if his father was alive to see uh, oh. all of the joys his son had brought him, so I could just smile. Oh, he's rolling. He's rolling, man. It's bad. <laughs> Thank God. I mean, but it's, family. it's so it's like it's it's wild though. It's like to me, it's just wild. Like you're looking at like the the evangelical Christians have become a political party. Mm-hmm. Like I just like I don't I don't I don't think Christian expression has any place in politics. My own opinion. No. But man, when you know. You're protecting God and country. They are intertwined, and it's kind of hard to separate the two. Bro, everybody knows John 3.16 because of Stone Cold Steve Austin. John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that blah, 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 blah. I would like to go back to a very important word in that scripture that everyone knows, but no one actually knows. It said, for God so loved the world. I don't believe that the Bible says, for God so loved America. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and somehow we have interwoven Christianity and nationalism together, and then we wonder why some folks are calling it fascism or Nazi. Yeah, 
And then they wrapped all of that joy up in white power. And then just tucked it in with a nice, crisp American flag. Right. And so now the symbol isn't the cross that uh, everyone is uh, praising. It is the American flag. And I, I wish that I had my religious uh, studies teacher here with me to tell me what it's what it means when you remove one symbol and replace it with another and provide the same meaning to it. But I, it's something. Yeah, I mean, it's... But essentially, this is what's happened. We have replaced the cross and Christianity with the American flag in this country, not not across the world. Yeah, and we, and we worship Donald Trump as the, the great hope, like the Savior. He will save us. He alone. I mean that's a quote we'll from him. Like, dude. There's 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 a lot of non-white people that are picking up what he's putting down, and I'm just like, yo, they they ain't talking about putting you on the boat. <laughs> like, like you ain't riding this ship with them. But hopefully that helps yeah. you sleep better at night. For sure. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. People. Like, I, I get it. People want to cling on to something. They want to feel belonging. They want to feel power. And I said, like, it's that tribal nature. Like, just, like, we got to be together. Or we will, we will, I mean, like, we, like, if we, if we heal now as a team or we will die as individuals, like, that's where we're at. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I, I saw, uh, what did he just say? You got to take care of your family, your neighbor, and your friends. Let, let's talk about that a little bit. And so you take care of your family, which is, you know, your race. And then you take care of your neighborhood, which statistically is going to be your race. And then you take care of your friends, which statistically is going to be your race. You don't see things outside of your race, your experience. And so it's kind of hard to grab that unison when you only share in that little and that little pod. Yeah. And so it's hard. Well, statistically for a lot, for a lot of people in America, in America. <laughs> for sure. I mean, which is why we have, you know, you know, we, we just think, start thinking about cities and then we start thinking about rural areas. Cities are predominantly like, African American, like Latino, inner cities. But then you go outside of that and then you see pockets of like, you know, Latinos and blacks or Asians or what have you. And, but for the most part, you're going to see large pockets of, you know, Caucasians and white people. And there, and there is, and again, we're talking statistically, there are anomalies. Like you, like, like we can't project that out across everybody. Absolutely. But a lot of, I mean, it's, I mean, it's, it's the book that is very famous. Like why do all the black kids sit together in the cafeteria? Like people, exactly. people find a shared experience and, share that shared experience it brings people together for sure segregation isn't just a, a word that we used in the 60s it is something that we experience every day yeah and like it and is, self-segregation it is, is real exactly exactly because you want to be around like-minded and and you know like experience and so it's hard to go out and find find that in other people that don't share in that experience it's not. I'm not going to say it's rare. I'm just saying that it's hard to do it. What 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 what, Brand, what Brandon's saying though is that if the priority is take care of your family, your neighborhood, your friends, in a lot of situations, 
if you are if your if your primary focus is take care of your friends, your neighborhood, your family, you're going to find that to be a very homogenous group for most people. Right. I don't want that for to be like people. I don't want you to feel like that's a personal shot I, at you, I, werewolf. I never said, yeah, yeah, and I never said all people and everyone. Those words never came out of my mouth. But I, I, I would agree that in a generalized sense, if people prioritize themselves, their family, and their environment, that's going to be a pretty homogenous group. Exactly, which then takes the ownership out of your hands. Well, I'm doing what I can. Like I'm taking care of myself and my family and my community. Like I'm doing that. But then, like, we get we get a bigger picture that, like, there is people that live outside of your community. There's people outside of your family. There's millions of people outside of yourself. Yeah. And I think we get stuck in that thought of, oh, I'm taking care of myself. I'm taking care of my neighborhood. I'm taking care of my community. When, we get we get stuck there. When, and, Werewolf, I think we both understand what you're saying. I think, I think if I can try to make a connection, like, real life. I think the danger in that is quite literally like this Kyle, like Rittenhouse guy. Mm -hmm. Like he felt that like based off of everything that we're reading about him right now, like he was protect, like he felt that it was like his, like he needed to go protect. And he would say like he was protecting like the, the businesses, he was protecting the buildings, he was protecting other people. And so it's just kind of difficult like when you're like his his circle is very myopic, and so I would believe that he believed that he was doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. And that's like I think that's the that's the dangerous part of it. like what you're saying is not untrue, but that can be spun into a very extremist interpretation by right, by right, certain right. people. And right, like I don't want to miss your other point. Like we we're talking about, like it not like the cross not being strong enough or not being inclusive enough. Again, this is just me. Like my interpretation, my interpretation goes back to love. That's how I choose to interpret my book because my book says that a whole bunch of times to not hate people but to love your enemies, um, and that's just not what people do. I think the exclusionary interpretation of modern American Christianity is not actually what people should be doing. But we could have a whole yeah. separate conversation about that. Uh, Justin asked, Brandon, as a therapist, how do you find interactions with people that try to discount your reality as a black man in America with their justification of a perceived interaction with you? Mm. Like, how do you kind of manage folks that aren't you telling you how you should be seen? Is that a, is that a good paraphrase, Justin? So, I mean, I mean, truthfully, like, I, I don't have that experience of people telling me about my reality. Um, and, and so I'm, I'm certain that people that probably work a, around, uh, you know, other people that aren't like-minded yeah. and uh, don't have that shared experience probably have more um, experience with that. Um, but but I, I don't, and, and honestly, I, I haven't. I mean, probably since I left Lynchburg, someone told me what my experience was like. Yeah, and and, um, and just to be fair, like your circle's pretty big, guy. Like, yeah. like your your circle's pretty big. Like you got a weird cross section of folks. For sure. I mean, so like for the most part, I'm I'm seeing uh, a very particular group, um, and then 
um, we're not really talking about politics, like politics, like like we see on like this large scale politics. Like right. you know, we're talking about like maybe how like like just day to day stuff is impacting them. Maybe like some politics are impacting them. We aren't deep diving in politics where we're coming across someone telling me about my experience. Yeah. Um, or we're really talking about my experience at all. Like, you know, during those sessions, it's not really about me. Dude, dude, where, where I, dude, where we'll drop something in there. And I, I'd like to like go back to that for a second. He said like his friends talking about this Kyle kid, like his friends, his family, like his, his tribe failed him. It didn't communicate, mm-hmm. have potlucks, didn't have block parties. And I can only speak to my experience, but Werewolf, in, in my personal experience, I've seen that in general happening less and less, that people's circles are getting smaller and smaller, that communities aren't blocks anymore. Communities are your own house. Yeah. And, that, and that's that's not a black thing. That's not a white thing. Like, I see that a lot in general. But like, just in general, as we've gotten access, like, as internet access has gotten bigger, we have made the world for ourselves that much smaller. We don't interact with people as much sure. anymore. I think that's a I think that's that's a great topic that we could dig into like what happened to us where we had bigger communities. You know, even though I remember on my, the block I grew up in DC like we had block parties. Like that stuff just doesn't happen anymore. My family used to have family reunions. We don't even have one anymore. Right. Like we just we've grown apart. And that's just it seems I I feel comfortable generalizing that to a lot of a lot of situations it just doesn't work. For sure. It, and so, I, like, I, I've been using the word priority a lot, but I think a, a, a shift in priority maybe from our our parents and maybe our grandparents to us, I think the shift has been more independence. And so, as well as, like, you have a choice. Yeah. And so while, like, a lot of times, I guess in my personal experience, like, growing up, it was a priority for my family to get together. Right. Like, that that was a a, a a focus and um a priority in my in, in my you know in my childhood yeah my family got together over time as as we grew up Same. the uh, message then for me became well no i need like that may not be what i want to do like maybe i want to find a new like not a new family but maybe i want to choose my family yeah it doesn't have to be like my bloodline like maybe it could be like you know, my best friends and maybe it could be like my close friends, yeah. or, you know, maybe it could be some other group of people. I mean, so I just think that that's maybe just the transition that's happened over, you know, just like the generation. Right. And it's like I said, it's become easier for us to keep up with people. Yeah. But not so much in a meaningful way. Right, right, right. And like, I mean, so, werewolf, you know, you don't really need, he's right. You don't like, you don't really need that, uh, those big parties and like everyone coming together, those big reunions, because I can love online and see all of my family members on, on my social media. Right. Like you go to the, you go to the family reunion, you used to tell stories and catch up. And I was like, Oh no, I saw that picture. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, I saw that post. And like, Oh man, your daughter looked so beautiful uh, 13 weeks ago in that picture with the right blah, blah, blah. Right. I mean, like, you know, it's, I'm not really missing anything. True. And so it kind of pulls away that like necessity of like, well, let's all just get together. True. It's great when we do, but it's it's just maybe a bit of the meaning. I feel like I've been saying the same words over and over in this podcast. Oh, it, if they need to be used over and over again, they get used over and over again. But no, Werewolf said, uh, 
We have so many subsects, even in Christianity. Like, why do we need so many different churches? Hey, man, because some people think women shouldn't wear pants. Yeah. And that's a key to salvation, right? Make sure you have something on your head. <laughs> Make sure you have a three-piece suit when you come on. I think right. it's specifically 10% of your first check every month. Right. Like, there's, I mean, there's so many things that you can choose to hang your hat on, and I think that's what so many of you can listen to modern Christian music. No, we only listen to hymns. Mm-hmm. Our church starts at 7 o'clock in the morning. Ah, well, we want to be out before the football game, so we're going to start at 9. Like, it's people. It's people, yeah. man. It's like we, we crave division. When they, first, when they made the first version of The Matrix, it was a utopia, and the people rejected it, right? I think that's what they mm-hmm. said in the movie. <laughs> we got to tie it all together, man. We got to tie it together. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no werewolf, you're right, man. People are willing to die on hills every day. Yeah, for sure. And we got, and we have people right now that are willing to die on a hill that they would rather have someone killed in the street than have them see their day in court. Yeah. I think that, the, you know, that really just says all that. Like, that's a, that's a hill that people are willing to die on. Yeah. That they, they are willing to die on the hill that the police make a decision whether someone lives or dies in an instant. That's crazy, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Justin, I think we, we do feel disassociated with reality and our procedure or our procedure. Absolutely. And, and I, you know, I, another word I feel like I've been using is congruency is because what we are experiencing in reality doesn't match what we're hearing from our leaders. Yeah. And so it's it's almost as if like my reality doesn't really exist, which RJ brought up gaslighting is that like my reality doesn't really exist because the people that are in power, the systems that, that are, are set to be are saying that my experience isn't real. And so, yeah, it's very difficult to continue to uh, feel, you know, sensitive to uh, a reality that just isn't matched in in the system. Hey, and were, werewolf, you know, I think, and this is I love the conversations that we have. I'm, I'm kind of where werewolf is at. Like I feel. Like, things feel more, like, I'm discouraged in a lot of ways, and I'm upset, and I don't like what's going on. But it's it's the, the book that I'm reading. I've, it's taken me forever because the book is over my head, like, logically. But that yeah. Welcome to the Desert of the Real book talks about what the real is. Mm-hmm. And that uh, and it's, it's essays written around the topic of 9-11. And it says that for a brief moment, America was awake. Yeah. When those towers got hit, we were shocked out of our, you know, our grandiose lifestyle and those third world countries, those things don't happen there. And for a couple of days we were awake. And I think that might be, and I like, I have to, I have to use the matrix again, but I think like when, like when these shootings happen, like I'm Neo waking up out of a pod again. Yeah. And I like take a deep breath and I look around and I'm like, Oh my goodness. This is a mess and I'm awake and it hurts. And then I start to go back to sleep again. And I like accept accept the things that are going on. And that's that desensit that desensitization that we talk about. 
and then something else happens and it shocks the system again and your eyes like you jolt back open you're like wait a minute i need to do something i need to go out i need to have these conversations like we need to be engaging so there's a part of me that thinks that like i'm more connected not with the reality and the ethos of america but my own reality i'm more awake to myself now than i probably have been in a while and and i I think that's partially in part of to because of what i'm saying yeah because you're hearing you're hearing a, a reality that just doesn't match what you experience so like that that hearing and seeing aren't connecting. Yeah. You're seeing people die on the street and then you're watching the people who kill them walk free. Right. That is the shock. People dying and then other people not, not. receiving uh, consequences is that shock. And then you're standing around like, is, am I the only one? Like, am I the only one that's upset about this? Like, wait a minute. <laughs> like, but then there is a, a large group of people for years who have been you know, protesting and screaming and, you know, marching and fighting for these exact same things that's been happening in their communities. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's not a shock to them. Like, I think a a part of the community just is not shocked by this. We're like, no, this has been happening. This has been our reality. Yeah, we know. And so now the frustration is that someone is telling me that this is not my reality. Right. The, the person that's in charge of this country. That's I think, and uh, that's and that's kind of what Justin was. Job. That's kind of what Justin was talking about, like trying not to lose your crap on somebody because they are just completely invalidating what you know you saw. Right. And so I, I just don't think that it is. And like I, I would, I would, I would hate for it to happen to anybody. I feel like in some communities. It's gotta, it, like, it's gotta happen in their community to somebody that they know before they take it seriously. Yeah, like I just, I, 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 I think so many people are asleep and are getting fed by CNN and Fox, and like aren't paying attention to what's going on around them, aren't empathizing with their neighbor because our circles are so small and so homogenous. We're able to, what did, what did werewolf say? Because you phrase it very well, like we're able to hide. And compartmentalize. Good job scrolling yeah. chat and reading while you talk, RJ. Pat yourself. <laughs> like we do that so well that it has to happen at home before people wake up and see it. And it has to happen to somebody that they care about. Again, another personal story I was talking to one of my coworkers. He told me about some guys that he knew that back in the day were some very interesting characters, got into a lot of trouble, did a lot of crap they weren't supposed to. And again, connecting to church again, I know that's not where everybody else is, but like, like those guys wound up being some really good people and like helped other people turn their lives around. I, I, I just find it interesting that we're okay with somebody's story just being over because we decided they were a bad person. It's like, we like, we don't believe in redemption arcs anymore. Like, <laughs> Yeah, for sure. I mean, but, and, but that's like, you know, I think a part of like the just the Disney model is that we don't see the bad stuff. Like, like we see the bad stuff as it relates to bad people imposing their actions on good people, yeah, and then good people overcoming. But we don't see like what happens when the good people make bad decisions after the bad people are no longer in influence. Yeah, like we we don't see that, but then this happens. We see that happy ending. 
and, and, so, and, back, and, back, and I, back to our Star Wars, man. Like, we, we love to see people resist the First Order. We love to see people resist the Empire. We love Rebels, man. Not in real life. Yeah. Not in real life. For sure. Yeah, but man, it's ten o'clock. It has been this. This is in the Bitter Gamer Dad podcast. Yeah, episode forty-six. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, it's heavy, man. It's heavy. Life, life is difficult, and it, uh, and, it and it will it will continue to be. Exactly. And exactly. I don't. Part of me thinks I find peace in in just acknowledging, like it will be hard. Let's keep it moving, and we'll keep moving yeah. together. For sure, for sure. You know, hopefully we can continue to have uh, open dialogue and uh, you know honest dialogue and absolutely. Uh, you know, continue to maybe you know talk to understand, and you know talk to connect, so that you know we can you know make it better. Just not in ourselves, not in our families, not in our communities, but just. And, you know, as, as humans, you right. know, connect with, with other humans. And we are uh, on a global scale. We are all fallible and we are all students. We all continue to learn. Game's, Indeed. Game's not over. Game is not, not over. Guys, y'all have a good night. We'll get this edited. Yeah. You know where we're at. YouTube, Twitch, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play. We're just going to be named something else soon. Thanks, Google, for killing another program. But yeah. whatever. Famous for that. <laughs> uh, so it'll be YouTube. Yeah. Uh, until next time, we got. We'll figure out schedule and stuff. Until next time, GG, y'all. GG.